is it true that Cuff It was originally a, to a Tony's record? Is that true? Yeah. Cuff It? Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. Part of it, a big part of it was uh, the horns. All of that. Uh, he had heard it. I've just played it for him maybe six months before I gave yeah, it to to B. And I was like, I was like, this could be a dope song for us. I had it for about a year, almost maybe two years. And then I gave it to, to uh, another person that could run down the street and probably dunk from half court as, you know, Beyonce. So and then, you know, they took it where they took it to. Wow. It went somewhere. It went somewhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Straight out it's the still, park. It's still going. It went a little somewhere. <laughs> it did all right. Welcome to another week of We Sound Crazy. Your boy Fillionaire is in the building. Claude Kelly is in the building. What's up? Chuck Harmony in the building. Bacon from Macon is in the building. As you see, we are live from the National Museum of African American Music in the Roots Theater. Yes, sir. This is yeah. uh this is a big day for us. I'm it's excited. A big one. You see, I got a, I got a hoodie on that speaks to the hey. energy. You heard the intro. Hey, hey. We got some some literally some legends yes, in our yeah. presence. Like yeah. for real. 100% we, we toss that word around way too frequently. Way too much. But it is absolutely fitting. appropriate and, and fitting for this occasion. We've got I, I would say, I mean, they've got too many number ones to count. I, I think about, I'm looking at the screen, it never rains in Southern California, just me mm -hmm. and you, whatever you want. Uh, Lil Walter, anniversary. The blues. The, blue, the blues. Come on, Simone. You know what we're talking about. I we mean, got Raphael, Dwayne, and Tim, AKA Tony, 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 Tony. in the building. Hey. Make some noise. Thank y'all for being here, man. This is a, this is a big deal for us. Appreciate y'all. Definitely a music town. Oh, yes, yeah. it is. It is. City, it is. Welcome, welcome to Music City. Y'all are y'all are stopping by in the middle of a groundbreaking, I would say historic comeback. Oh, uh, reunion tour, right? I don't oh, say we, a reunion. We call, it a, right? we call it a revisit. A revisit. A revisit. Yeah. I, I like that word much so better. So 25 years since you all done your last tour, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah 25 together. years together, together yeah. yeah. Wow. Straight up. So what caused the initial, I want to say break, but just a pause? Because, yeah. I mean, y'all are family. For people that don't know. Right. Brothers, cousin, yeah. Like, what caused an initial like? Because I'm sure y'all saw each other at family reunions and cookouts, and you know, still yeah, creating we, together, and you know. I think we just uh, me and Tim went to high school together, like so. I knew Tim through. Uh, he's not actually my cousin, but you know, we but always it's, it's yeah people cousin. But just to add, as the information cousin. goes, he uh, he was sort of like a, a prodigy in church, an organ player and a drummer, and um, I heard about him. And then we hooked up around high school, like 10th grade. And then we've been friends ever since. And um, then I introduced him to my brother, who was in his own band before me and always wanted to be in a band with my brother. He was in different bands. I was in the younger bands. And so we introduced each other. And then we was like, this is the band. Dwayne came up with an idea. And then we became the band. So um, when we took the break, we just, you know, we got a deal, made money, people... Get different friends, different things happen, and then you like you decide to like you know venture out and do different things. It wasn't like a breakup, mad anybody, mad anything like that. And so, as far as the fans know who we are and what we stand for, we felt like it was time for a revisit. Absolutely, wow. I'm not going to. I'm telling you from a from as a fan. You know, I'm in the music industry. I'm an executive, TV, film, music, 
I bought my tickets the day they went on sale. And if you haven't got yours, yeah. people, you don't play yeah. yourself. Purchase. Yeah, yeah, I purchased them. Purchase. Didn't want no comps, didn't want anything because what you all represent. I mean, when I first heard the first album was 86? Uh, 87? 88. Okay, so I was, I'll just say under 10 at that time. <laughs> and so, not to, but again, but I, early on, even then, I recognized, man, this is greatness. Like little Walter and somebody's, I was like, yo, this, who is this? And yeah. then I remember I got the cassette. Uh, but I'm, I'm aging myself, but yeah. Mer it was a cassette? Yeah. It was a cassette. cassette. Yeah. Cassette. She was on the 8-track? So, what I want to know is, 25 years later, y'all performing these songs that we love, um, does it feel different? Does the music hit different on stage? It does and it doesn't. For, for, for me, um, I know it's a, it's a concert, but it just feels like, you know, we're sitting in our living room. Because um, we haven't played together on a stage, but we we still are both smash jam in the garage, whatever. We still been building and doing music. So we, when we get on that stage, that's just like home to us. Um, so the songs, when we started writing songs, we didn't really know that we were writers. We were just having fun. So when I'm on stage, I'm just having fun. So I could be and singing our own stuff too. I'm really happy. I'm in the moment because I was in the moment when it was done. So that's what it's just like going back to. To the day, this is very comfortable. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The three of you have, con even when you all weren't together, you three have continued to own your craft and, and do individual things. I'm interested in knowing what was that first rehearsal, that first meetup, like the, when you guys decided to you talking about this too, for this for this iteration of Tony Tony Tony. You let him tell you because it was uh, it was dope. It was uh, it was a. Uh, I felt like it was like putting a team together or like for a funnier thing. It was like honestly, it was like the Blues Brothers, like going to, you know, going to the house, going to Tim's house, seeing what he was doing. Tim was more excited about winning number one. Uh, and Christmas lights on his house. Design. <laughs> you know, he was he was super excited. He said he won first place, and I just kind of looked at him like when I drove away, like wow, we in different places. And <laughs> I, I realized I wasn't living a real life. You know, he was happy about that. I was like, wow, that's different. And Dwayne, but he was always you know sending me music and coming to the studio, seeing me. Dwayne is ADD. He's always moving. He can't stay still. So you got to catch him in the middle of the night. In uh, Oakland, I would call him. We eat breakfast, get coffee, you know, just in the middle of the night, come just get a drink or something. It was always like family, but the first day of rehearsal was pretty uh, a realization that we had so many songs and how could we put it together in a package to tour for, you know, an hour or something. And the, the show ended up being like two and a half hours with an intermission. So we got together, we just had to figure out what was the best, you know, representation of who we are and where we're trying to go. And it was a it was it was serious business. It was different from the beginning, and when we put it together, um, it just felt like I knew we had something to say, and we wanted to tour with a lot of different people. So it was some tours that people asked us to be on, 
And I was like, nah, we need to do something on our own. So we had to make a few decisions about how to come out, how we want to be looked at, and how we actually want to deliver the songs to to people who's listening. You know, it wasn't really about us as much as it is it's about you. You know, it's not really about, it's us. We already did us in 88. We did albums. Now it's not about us. It's about you, about the, the viewers, people that's listening. So we're just trying to deliver that thing that we hope they enjoy it. And so even their kids, you know, diff- different generations can come watch us and see what we do. Maybe somebody can take what we do and even take it further than we did. So I think that's what this tour is about for us. Favorite song from each of you to perform live today? Favorite song? I can't keep it to myself. I couldn't keep it to myself. Tell somebody. I, I, I got to say, um, for me, I, li- I like doing a uh, song anniversary because, you know, uh, Ray takes his time on stage with it and he does the long version. So it's, it's hella guitar stuff. You know, we got the gentleman back there. Sharky on guitar, and he's a phenomenal youngster on guitar. And just taking his time and pacing, it just makes me feel, to me personally, it takes me back to, you know, when I was young, I used to see Marvin Gaye performing and all of that, where they just work the room and let it vibe out. So that's mine, you know, when I get a chance to come on and play acoustic a little bit, but I, uh, that moment messes me up. When I look at the crowd, I'm like, damn, this is Rick James type of shit going awesome. down right now, you know? I don't really have a favorite. I just have fun on all of them. He playing keys now, so he's yeah, just... I'm just having the ball. Do, you, do y'all perform my favorite yeah. song, which is Slow Wine? That's yeah. my favorite Tony yes, Slow we Wine. Do. is that jam, yeah, man. Yeah, Slow Wine. That's a really great part of the show. Actually, he's being mm-hmm. pretty humble. I mean, whatever you want, and Slow Wine is like, it's epic in the show. I mean, it's like a, it's a part of the show that goes, just like takes off. We sound crazy. But even that one, like that, 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 that moment when I'm doing that, when I sit on those stairs, I'm thinking about, remember what, what we was, we was in Trinidad for the first time. Man, that was life changing in many different ways for myself. But I just remember the experience of how it started out. Us being in a room and hell of people that we met out there kicking it and the whole bit. And it went from one level to the next and boom. Yeah. So it's so different now. And I feel like there's probably, you might know somebody. I feel like there's a lack of bands, yeah, in the way that you guys represent musicianship and obviously family, but teamwork and on stage and in the studio. Um, is there anyone that you live that you love that you listen to right now that you feel like is making y'all proud that y'all love in terms of records and performance? Really, some badasses out there right now. This next generation is really upholding it, and um. You know, I'm, I'm I'm glad to see that they are inspired by what we did and they're taking it to the next level. But there's a lot of artists that we had the opportunity to work with, either develop or mentor or whatever. That's just having to be those number one artists. You know, a young lady by the name of uh, Gabby, her is someone that um, that came through the, the Tony's lens. You know what I mean? I call it Tony's School of Music. You know what I mean? Being around Tony's how, school of music. how, um, how we show them it's about live entertainment first of all i always started right there if, if you can't perform before two people and make them feel like you know it's there's nothing you got to be able to perform before a small crowd and a big crowd or whatever so when i see artists like her getting getting it in i know that she walked through this 
this whole sketch. You hold that guitar and that's your weapon and your shield. I love seeing that, but there's, you know, there's a whole lot of artists that we my favorite, worked with that. Are. My favorite would be probably like B. <laughs> probably Steve Lacey. Okay. Um, yeah. Thundercat. Then I would say Lil Dragon. Mm-hmm. Like more the of, of that. Of like, yeah, just like as far as producing, making music, producing for other people, and also figuring out their show, you know, because that's not what we had to do. We were artists in the beginning, but we all we had to figure out a show, then we had to figure out producing. So I, I really enjoy watching artists start from their sophomore album. Like, you know, how do you grow? I'm more interested in watching artists grow, and I just feel like musicians now, I won't say a problem because I'm, I'm not the master of it, but I'll just say what I see is a lot of individual uh, YouTubes of musicians playing with one person showing their skills. And I will, for us, it was always, you know, showing a team, you know, like a basketball team. You know, I don't want to go watch just Damian Lillard play. I want to see him with Giannis. I want to see a team. I feel like music is right now is too, too many indiv- individual self-like type of things and not groups. And that's why if you want more bands, especially black bands, Especially you know, black, that's what I'm saying, black bands black, especially. Black bands are just, they don't know how to get together. They don't know how to get together without the money. You can't ask somebody to rehearse that doesn't have the money. We could never be a band if, they had, if I had to pay him and pay him to come to rehearsal. It just never would have happened. Exactly. You have to dedicate some time without money, even if it's for four or five years. So that's why we don't have any black bands, because everybody either want to play at church all day or... Show the individual skills and get endorsements and hang out at the NAMM show. I think it's whack. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A part of it is just the, is losing the joy of even rehearsing. Oh, yeah. Sometimes the rehearsal is better than the show. Like you get in there and you sweat it out. You have a, you catch a good run sometimes, and it feels great. And that's how you grow as people, but as a band, yeah. and you, you sometimes songs come out of that. You jam, and all of a sudden, I think some a, of the dopest part of our show is the sound check. Right, yeah. the I sound mean, check. If you go to a boxing ring and you watch people spar, I've seen professional fighters spar, and it's better than the fight you watch on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, and those dudes are getting paid five dollars to get dollars to get beat down by that pro. Because <laughs> <laughs> the whole process is, is is you should love the whole process. Yeah. Yeah. And there is definitely an ego egotistical nature to it now, you where know, if you're I not getting paid, there's a lot of bands out there, up and coming youngsters. I I recently moved and got a little spot in Atlanta, and I've just been seeing just all of these different musicians showing up. You know, um, I'm not there as much, but I got cameras all around, so I can see what's up. And them little dudes was on the deck just getting it, getting it. But the thing is, they don't get the platforms. Like we, when we came up, everywhere in the neighborhood, we came up in, you know, even the Black Panthers had a location where Son of Man, where they gave us a chance to rehearse and jam and whatever else. And we homed in on our craft. It's not as easy anymore. And, and that's one thing we do for sure. We, are, we, we give a platform to artists to come and develop and groom. And, and, and it's not like we charge. We, it's, you know, because, you know, if we don't uphold this, this culture and this this style, what is it, neo soul they call it now, whatever it is, but to us it's soul. 
if we don't show them how it works in at industry level, then it's, it can get lost. So um, yeah, I'm really serious about that. I believe y'all created Neo Soul. I'll go on the record and say that. Tony, 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 to me created, because it was such a soul and funk. I hate uh, Neo Soul. Don't, don't ever. <laughs> Like, don't ever call him music really? Neil so. <laughs> no, only reason I, the only reason why I say that, only reason I say that, it's funny to me now. But like some years ago, I was dead ass serious. Really? No, because it's like I don't want to be a new soul. I'm an old soul, right? It's either Isaac Hayes says either you went to school or you didn't. There's no new soul. Neo Soul is really a marketing budget for the record industry. If you're an executive, you know they just called it that. So when you go to a budget meeting. When you go to white executives, you know how to call it. And you say, what is this group? And you go, like, it may be the new kids or it might be a you know, new band. You go, like, this is a neo soul. They may sell from two, like 150 to two, 300,000. And if you're lucky, it might be a D'Angelo and sell a million. But it was never really a vibe. Hip-hop was a real thing from the beginning. Neo is like a, it's a name for a budget and a marketing meeting. And this never felt right to me. So I was like, when they said neo soul, I was like, definitely not me. Well, but you know, wow. you have to understand something. This younger generation speaks an entirely different language. Yeah. And they make up words, and guess what? It's going to be in the dictionary. I don't know if Neil Soul's in the dictionary, but I bet you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it probably it, is accepted as like. It may be. So I'm like, you know, you know, even R&B was really rhythm and blues. They don't say rhythm and blues. They say R&B. So that's the same branding as well. But we have to look at it like they've given us that title. I'm gonna wear that badge like a bitch, <laughs> like listen, because it inspired so many different people to get on on those instruments and do. If they want to call it that, what we look yeah, at it, you're true. doing soul music. But if that's what it takes, that's what's hot. And I just like, I mean, I'm really um, grateful to the fact that they look at us in that light. You know what I mean? Like, cause we just all we did is stick to our guns. Even when it was New Jack and a whole bit, and people would put us in that that uh, pop, which was cool, cause we worked with Teddy Riley on. The song Baby Doll, and he re freaked that one totally. We was accepted in, but we just some straight blues dudes from the town of Oakland. Well, is, if you won't take the Neo Soul flowers, <laughs> I'm gonna throw the flowers away. No, no, we you gotta we, take these flowers. I want do, you to take these flowers. Take, we do take, take the flowers. flowers. Take but, but, but there's a, there's a group that initially was four ladies that turned into three named Destiny's Child. Yeah. Um, Dwayne, I know you were very instrumental in developing and signing them from the very beginning, which a lot of people. May not realize that deal, that first deal at Columbia Records that they had as a group that was you. Yes, we'll get to Cuff It and Solange and no, all the other things that no, came that, as a result. But I want to start at the beginning. It's a trip model. The universe goes yeah. around with Destiny, it's crazy, right? But Destiny Shaw, talk to us about like what did you see in the at that time with these young four ladies from Houston? I Texas? thought that they were too talented because that was the time. You know, not to be talking. It's not negative talk. It's just a, a fact. The music industry to me at that time was about okay, you could just look cute and you don't have to really sing, you know what I mean, and such. And then so, but they were singing so dope when I first. But I didn't even believe it was them when I first heard a, a cassette that um, Matthew Knowles sent me. I was like, man, this ain't no thirteen or fourteen year old girls. I ain't stupid. Who's singing? So he sent me a VHS tape and I put it in. I was like, whoa, because I had met Beyonce when she was nine and I think it was a bigger band. So I. I was expecting something, you know, a group of girls dancing, whatever. But the thing about it, I learned so much from that deal. People say we broke up or whatever, but my brother's right. We didn't really break up. We just went into different things because in 95, I had signed them, and I was working on our last album, The Revival. I mean, excuse me, um, House of Music. So I had Destiny's Child and was doing that last album. So when my brother went on his own and stuff, it took me a moment to kick in that, 
oh shoot, well, I got to get back on the road with the Tony's thing because Ray is going to be doing this for a while. I was I was producing Destiny's Child. So I would go from uni- Universal Records over to Sony and I'd see marketing budgets that was like, out of here. And I'd be like, whoa. So I'd come back to our meetings and be like, that's nice, but whoa. <laughs> you know what I mean? So in seeing that group develop, I learned so much because I've never, I've done a, a few deals before that, but signing a group under 18 is an entirely different world. Oh, so yes. that's what led to me working with the group, the, the artist Zendaya, working with the girl Her, working with Kaylani through Pop Life, my sons who are now, you know, in the industry, thanks to my, my brother looking out for them when we, when we moved to LA. And they worked with Solange. <laughs> and it's and it's all family. And I met Solange when she was nine. So it's just a it's like um it's, it was more like mentoring, but First thing I would always show them is I'm taking them to the club and show if you can't move this. Yeah, Dwayne is good with working with artists like that. He can find new talent. That's what his talent yeah, that's is. A gift. He did it with me too. He, he first like, one that like helped to see me out. Energy and it, I don't like I don't energy. like working with kids though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool on that. I don't want no kids around me. No artists. I love this fool. <laughs> Get that little kid away from me. I don't want a kid. Now, now, the thing about what, what I, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What I love about y'all is that we're in a business where they're always trying to find the trend and what's working and what's not and, yeah. and get rid of this thing for that thing. But it's very hard to make music that's timeless, that works whenever you hear it. And from the first time I heard y'all back in 88 to literally the music that y'all are doing together and producing for other people to this day has this futuristic thing going on but it it's also soul food it feels like it's comforting it's, it's warm it's organic it's real has it been hard to maintain your sound in a business where they're always trying to pressure you to change and be something you're not no not at all we don't we don't i, I don't i don't really pay attention to anything but I, what i like you know what i mean but we just honored to be humble in the spirit of music right i think that's the thing that keeps us going forward so i don't i just think we don't know to be like somebody else all the time but we still might enjoy listening to other artists right but we didn't know how to do um an album that sounds alike anybody else or we didn't even know how to do our album to make it sound like the last album that we did so we didn't really know how to do that. So people will say to me, like, why would you do an album exactly like you just did the last one? Like, we just don't know how to do it. It's not like we just said, you know what? We don't want to sound like our last album. We just don't know how to do it. That so, was then and this is now. And it's it's just very organic things. when we go just into the studio. It. Yeah. it ain't like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to hit this many bars. No, here's the guitar. Maybe, you know, get our spirits lifted a little bit. But we touch something, but we'll just be playing, you know? And he may walk over to the keys, and it's like having a conversation. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we'll listen back like, "Oh, that was dope. Let's do that again." Or, you know, one song in, in particular, "Thinking of You." That was a song that I couldn't even remember. We did it, and we were doing the photo shoot for the last album, and it wasn't even on the album. And Ray was playing music through the thing, and I was listening. So I, I looked around, saying, 
man, when did Al Green do that song? He said, fool, that's us. I was like, when? He said, remember when we came in from the studio and we was just chilling three in the morning, whatever? It's like, oh, you finished it? Wow. <laughs> they said, we got to put that on the album. We just do songs and we don't know. Even like the song you did with um, D'Angelo, Lady, that was something that I guess was going to be on us or whatever else, but we, we didn't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, just, it's just a moment. We go in there and do what we feel and, that's, and, get, and walk away. We sound crazy. Lady is one of the best songs. One of them ones. It's one of them ones. Period. Period. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It is. One of many. But <laughs> that's a special one. Yes. Yeah, um, you know, that's what I say. I like working with artists that know who they are. You know, mm -hmm. he knew who he was. So, you know, I had it for a while, idea about it. And um, we met. We had the same publisher, Mindy. And um, we came out. I had Tim come over. That's Tim playing piano on the record. And um, people don't know that. That's him. And me and D always talk about it. He goes, man, Tim. Tim really killed that. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tim is solid. Um, but, yeah, like you say, Leon Ware should tell me, rest in peace. He should tell me sometime. Uh, he said, he just looked at me one day and said, you you think we know what we, we were doing? We did, uh, you know, uh, Angel come, you know, those songs, him and Marvin. I want you. He said, you think we knew what we were doing, what we was going to get? He said, nobody knows shit. And from that, that's how we are. You know, we, we work. We don't know. Um, but, yeah, that song was a, a Tony's idea. Every Everything I did at that time was a Tony's idea. Mm -hmm. But then when somebody, when you work with an artist, you could pass the ball to. Yep. And, you know, they're going to run down the court and do what they do. He's that kind of artist. Steve's that kind of artist. So I can't take full responsibility of how it turned out. It's just like having a team of people who work good together mm -hmm. and can take it. That's amazing. Was is it true that Cuff It was originally a, to a Tony's record? Is that true? Yeah, Cuff It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. Part of it, a big part of it was uh, the horns. All of that. Uh, he had heard it. I just played it for him maybe six months before I gave yeah, it to to B. And I was like, I was like, this could be a dope song for us. I had it for about a year, almost maybe two years. And then I gave it to to uh, another person that could run down the street and probably dunk from half court, as you know Beyonce. So and then you know they took it where they took it to. Wow! It went somewhere. It went somewhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. Straight out it's the still, park. It's still going. It went a little somewhere. In the spirit of talking about the many timeless records between the three of you, um, Anniversary, you touched on it earlier. That song is literally a cultural staple. I mean, I can count, I can't even count on the 10 fingers that I have. <laughs> the number of times I go into parties or anniversary parties or even weddings where that song is not played. Take take us back to that that time when you were developing the the Sons of Soul record and right. just like did you all know that that song was going to become a staple in our community the way that it has I don't like I said when we wrote it we're really trying to impress each other and to be honest 
to show off to the record label. That was my thought. I just felt like whatever we turn in at the end of the record is the reaction we're going to get from the label. And we were just trying to like uphold, just trying to grow every record, just trying to get, we were just trying to get better. And that's one of the things that came out of the career, trying to get better. Now, did I think it was going to be some staple? I knew that it said anniversary and everybody had one. I did know that it felt like a happy birthday thing, but I think it took on a different spirit with us. You know, like now when we play it, you can look at each of each one of us when it's playing. We we in a whole different world now. We we I think we listen to our music different. Um, yeah. In the beginning, you know, we were coming to L.A., living in Oakland, figuring out where we're gonna live, houses, girls. You know, you can name it. We was figuring it out, and those songs were just out there while we were where the music was happening. But now we get to like. Uh, <laughs> Girls, yep. Girls. Now we get to like actually watch people enjoy it in the audience, right? So it's a different energy. Now we get to enjoy it with uh, people who who listen to the music now. But in the beginning, I think we were just more like, you know, just just in the moment. But making it was, you know, just uh, you know, singing it, making it, coming up with it, writing lyrics, listening to it in the car, and it's it's a competitive. Uh, industry and I just I was very really being competitive with Kizik Can's free shoes motion sounds something like this Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion with over 200 patents and easy on easy off technology you'll never have to touch your shoes again there are hundreds of styles and colors plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt for a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. If you know, like the best, the baddest R&B writer that could kill any person writing lyrics and anybody I know, you know, maybe a couple of years older than us is, is uh, Kenny Edmonds, Babyface. Yeah, yes. So, you know, so Babyface is like. I thought you was about to say. Oh. Stevie Wonder. I mean, I mean, he's that, that's the Don. That's a whole nother. That's the no, one. Well, I mean, that, 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 that makes us think about our Mount Rushmore that we have here. We sound say, crazy. Huh? No, that's a good segue to Mount, um, yes, our, our, our Mount Rushmore. We do a game called Mount Rushmore here and we sound crazy. What we want to hear, typically we'll say the artists, but I'd love to hear from each of you songwriters and producers on your individual Mount Rushmores. Oh, top four. Mine would be. Mine would definitely be. Mm. Mm. Mine would be Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, Prince. Will be at the top. Prince at the top. The top. Okay. Oh yeah, because he he took it in a whole different direction. Yeah. In a lot of different areas, and had all those other artists like going, "Who the hell is that?" Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, then I, I would probably say Kenny Evans. That's the producer and the last producer. I would say that's four, right? That's four. That's four. I want more, right? That's four. Um, we can do five if you want to. I could do five. Oh, it's only four. Who are yours? Well, I'm gonna say Tom Bell. Oh yeah, Lord, wow. Yeah, you're right, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Tom Bell. They write all the Delphonic stylistics. Yeah, that's he. He would be right. Him and Prince would be at the top for me. Those those writers and producers back then, and I can say this. Listening to him speak about it, whatever we, we we're, we're saying, I'm just a different age bracket, so I got things differently. But we're saying the way we approach it, 
we were never trying to fade anybody of our time. We were always trying to get the stylistic, something that would make you feel like Bet you by golly wow yeah. or the Delphonics or all we was we was trying to fade them. So when we trying to write a song, we was we'd be thinking like, you know, so yeah, we but the fact a couple that, generations. Yeah. Was going back. We was always trying to fade James Brown and all that. Or in my case, the the Mount Rushmore, what you guys yeah. were saying? Uh, uh Sly Stone. That's my foundation off Sly. top. Seventy two, yeah. hot fun in the summertime. I'll never forget ever in my life. That's the one that you know, and Larry Graham, who happens to be from Oakland, California, yes, who two. created the, the thumb. Okay. You just said now, two. It's getting sticky now. Okay. So Leon, you said slide. I like Leon Silver. Whoa. The, the Silver. The, yeah, the boys was right. Whoa. They was writing some. They had their own That's thing. huge. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then today I'm going to have to throw Beyonce in there because she's a writing beast. And you can give her a scrappy track. I don't care what you give her. Once she start putting it on it. She just turns, and I've seen this girl pick like it's a lock, like it's a lock. Some stuff that I didn't even dig. That's it. I'm going to leave it right there because that mind on that young lady is, whoa. Tim, be honest, man. Be honest. All right. I already said Tom Bell. Okay. I'll say Marvie's White. Whoa. That's it. That's it. I'll say um, Rick James. I like Rick James a lot. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of Rick James. Funky, funky man. Yeah. Funky yeah. man. Yeah. Was. And I'll say uh, uh, Sly Stone. Sly Stone as well. Nobody in the gospel yeah. world as much as you lay that out? Yeah, the Hawkins family as a whole. Yeah. yeah. We, Walter Edwards. I just knew yeah. you were like, yeah. raised on the, on the Hawkins. Yeah. Yeah. Hawkins. Okay. I, I would love just to like know, Sly. I would love to know collectively your Mount Rushmore of bands. Me too. Mm. Oh, uh, number one is the baddest band in the land is would have to be Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, yeah. the they were on the same stage right here. Literally, that's the last band we had on the show right here. For we're real? On the same stage. Yeah. Oh. Dean, okay. now, yeah. Dean here. Ohio players. Back when was so cool. I've seen them so many times as a youngster. Whoa, you know what I mean? They were some bad writers. More like jazz back then too, yeah. but it was funky. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. funky worm. That's so I'm trying to so I'm trying to find a producer. Produce all Earth Wind and Fire. Oh, that that dude? The old yeah. Dude? I'm just I'm just have a, just having a brain, blah, blah. I should not ever feel like Shuggy Otis Brother Johnson. Huh? <laughs> yeah, Step Charles Stepney. Charles Stepney okay. is the all out Don over mm. to me to than any of the producers. He, I mean, if you ask Earth Wind and Fire, like I've I've talked to Verdine and I talked to both of them and and Philip, and they have some great stories about Philip and Maurice. Like he was the only one they would say he's the only one could walk into the room and tell Reese to shut up. Wow! Wow! And they say that to me all the time. So I mean, I'm just saying it. But that was his mentor. Was this guy like this jazz guy? It was like. Mm. I mean, there's so many people behind, but I would say my my favorite band would be because of the rhythm sections, bass, guitar, and drums. Would be rhythm sections is would be uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, James Brown rhythm section, first one, Bob Marley's rhythm section, just coldest bass and drums ever. Yeah. Now we can't yeah. cannot forget the Funk Brothers. I'm sorry. 
Oh yeah, that whole the rhythm section. Town, yeah, and you came whole town that you know James Jameson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what? Who else, Tim? Can't forget Sheik. Uh, yeah, I can't forget Sheik. Bernard Al Rogers. Edwards. Al Yikes, Bernard. Bernard Edwards in the bass. Yeah, yes. that yeah. was our thing though. We saw them. See. Chuck and I saw them live a couple of years ago. Sheik. I don't. They were. I don't know who they were on tour with, but they were killing. Oh, nobody could. You cannot Earth let it was Earth, Wind, and Fire. They were, yeah. it, was, it was them and Earth, Wind, and Fire. But oh. they, were, they, they were first. Are they wearing you out? Worn yeah. out. Done. People get done. You almost forget that there's a whole other band coming after them and it's Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. Earth, Wind, and Fire is probably the only band that could withstand it. Yeah. Because mm. they're touring with Duran Duran now. And I talked to now and. It ain't nice for Duran Duran. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't nice, and, nor, and they shouldn't make it easy. No, they can't. They can't make I mean, it easy. Those coders, they wrote some songs for, for Duran Duran. They wrote, they hit. <laughs> so it's you know, win, win, like win. You ask with your own belt. Yeah, I told, I told Nile Rogers. I said the only way Whoa. somebody could really tour with you is you would have to give us five of your songs for us to play. Right. That's your songs before you came out. He, he has that many hits. He, so he can let you hits. borrow five of his. It's crazy. He got too many hits. But I, I've, I witnessed Sheik way back in the day. I'm going to date myself. I'm the oldest of the group. So let me just let you know. No, I saw him too, so, bro. Gap Band was yeah. on it. Uh, uh, um, Cameo was on it. And Sister Sledge was on the show. It was an outside day on the green. Man, that, that damn Sheik came up there and told their asses. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And the little skinny ties. And they were just so clean. And they had the violin players. And they had a white skirt. Okay, we kind of violating a little bit. We didn't, mention, we didn't mention Funkadelic. Oh, we definitely yeah, didn't. Funkadelic, yeah, yeah. We definitely won. Come on, so yeah, we went Michael Hampton, Mothership Landing. Yeah, yes. we're just band people. So if yeah. you see how confused we are talking about bands, yeah, yeah. it would it's so many bands. But that's why, yeah, we're like on this tour, we're able to like we we take a little bit from everybody that we've seen. We mm-hmm. have we had a piece of Parliament in one song. Um, yeah. we we take pieces of everybody and and sort of bring it to the forefront of this audience who forget fast because they don't we don't we don't celebrate these people like we need to. Agreed. We really don't. That's it's, the reason why we started the podcast is to is to, is to have these conversations because they need to be had and talk oh yeah. to people about who they're influenced by and who we should not be forgetting along yep. the way. It's important. It's crazy that y'all are talking about bands because for me. You all, you all in mint condition were the the two, like for us, at, when I'm four or five years old, the idea of bands, of course you see the white bands on MTV, VH1, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But then you turn on BET and you see the like the quirkiness of the feels good video. And yeah. then yeah. hearing the blues for the first time, I remember being like five years old, like why is this hitting me so hard? Like even mm-hmm. to this day, like I was listening to it this morning, I'm like, this song slaps like 30 plus years later. So just to, you all really helped for, for my generation. hundred percent. Yeah, groups like, we were happy for groups band. like Men Condition. Um, Stokely is a, I mean, he one of the smartest dudes I know, period. You know, his dad's a professor, teaches black history. You know, his name is after Stokely Carmichael. He's just a well-rounded human. And, and, and he's saying like crazy person and play drums like a crazy yes. person. So I want to go back to a soundtrack called Boys in the Hood, a company that iconic move, one of my favorite movies. Uh, rest in peace, John Singleton. Uh, Me and you was a song on that soundtrack. It, you know, I, I'm on Instagram and TikTok way too much, full disclosure. But I saw you always see these funny stories. Did you know? Did you know? 
was there the, the the names mentioned in the song? It was like, "Don't worry about Johnny. Don't yeah. worry." Is that new edition related or something? I saw new edition. Yeah, it's only because I, I was writing it in in my mom's house in my room that I, that I stayed in as a youngster, and sometimes I'm just a lazy lyricist. New edition is one of my favorite stand up singing groups. They know it. I'm a huge fan of new edition. I'm friends with them. And I was just being lazy. So I just, you know what? I'm just going to pick every name in New Edition. And then I'm going to get this song over. <laughs> Ronnie, Ricky, Ronnie, and Mike. <laughs> Ronnie, Ricky, Mike. That's all I did, really. It wasn't like a, like a diss to them. It was just like loving them, really. And I just, I'm just going to use Johnny, Rick, Mike. But I was like, because that's the staple in my mind anyway. You know how they sound. Ronnie, Ricky, and Mike. That's the staple in everybody's head anyway. And so, but nobody gets right at the show. You could look at the confusion on people's face at the show. You go, don't worry. They'd be like, no, nobody's saying the same thing. And even we're not saying the same thing. I don't even know what the song is and, and what order it goes in now. That's crazy. Wow. Because we named New Edition, then we named three girls on the other side of it. And those are just basically hood names, Tina, Tracy. It was just being very lazy. That's what that is. <laughs> being very lazy yet genius at the same time. Oh, with all the people that y'all have worked with, and this is a question for all three of you individually, but also as a group, is there anyone that you haven't that you're like, I, I, I would love to write a song or work with this person or collaborate this collaborate that you haven't worked with yet? I'm sure there. I'm sure there are many. I don't have any of those type of things. I just really because I meet people at Seven Eleven. That's how it happens. If you out in the public. You just kind of meet people and then it happens. So I just just leave that open for the- Let it happen. I just let it happen. But now it's a lot of people that I just, I just love watching other people write music and get to hear because that's what inspired us in the first place is even, there's a lot of people that don't even have deals that I know just killing them. Yeah. A few people that's like that. So that I've been working on, yeah. Sure. Bill Withers is mine, you know what I mean? Can't work with Bill right now. I know. <laughs> I mean, you can. I gotta shoot you first. <laughs> we don't want that kind of problems. Uh, we're gonna go work with Bill. Right, right, right. <laughs> I wanna work with him then. See the type of stuff. <laughs> okay, today though, I don't know. It's just um, I'm blown away. It's just a lot of dope artists out there. You know what's the what's the uh, the, the kid? Daniel Caesar's dope. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was another one. Uh, I can't remember. You said Dylan was working with him, and then I went home and I started oh, playing. Shit. Frank Ocean, that little dude is bad. It's funny, his son is a producer and he works with a lot of people. So when he talks about these artists, he, he always talks about Frank Ocean, go, that little dude. I'm like, dude, that little dude is like so big. He calls him little dude all the time. Like, little dude, I'll be like, we just First of all, I didn't know who he was, even when Dylan was telling him. Frank Ocean, okay. So now, you know, my mom, I'm Billy Ocean, okay, maybe he can be related to Billy Ocean. I don't know, but. You know, once I found out who he was, I had called him like, hey, that dude's dope. Yeah. Yeah. He, so, yeah. He's I a can, big dude now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. The Esther Roll Award.
Well, on the We Sound Crazy podcast, we have a segment called the Esterol Black Excellence Award. Backstory, my brother to my right, Timon, put us on game. I didn't know Esterol, the actress, singer. She had a gospel album in 1975 called Garden of My Mind on Savoy Records. Um, it had us thinking about a, a, a ton of musicians who, you know, some got their critical acclaim and walk of fames and Grammys, but still never got the quite the credit that we feel like they deserve. So each week we nominate an artist, a group, an executive, and we basically crown them our, our special Irby winner. And I, I just think it's without, we gotta just put some respect on the Tonys right here. I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's Rapio, Dwayne, and Tim. I mean, come on, man. Like, that's the motion on the floor. I'm not nominated. I second the motion. <laughs> and, and, and the decision has been made. I turned the motion. We were, we were eager to give y'all y'all flowers because obviously you're, you've been so influ influential to us personally, but also black music, black culture, American music, yeah. which is all the same thing. Black music is American music. Um, we we set the set the trend and run it and everything. And you guys have been the soundtrack of so many lives, but also so many artists have sp sprouted from y'all's influence. So flowers given because y'all are definitely the Esther Rose Black Excellence Award winners yeah, for man. sure. Yeah, so well deserved. We want to just thank our brothers Tony, Tony, Tony for hanging with us today. Amen. It's amazing on tour right now through November seventeenth, right? Yes, I'm going exactly. to the show. Get your tickets. I'm going to the show. Let me tell you something. This is going to be in a, a, a pocket, a pouch or somewhere. I won't have this because I'm going to be present in no the phone. moment. No phones. But so my I, first I love concert this. ever yeah. was you guys. I'm from New York City. My first concert was y'all and Janet Jackson, Madison Square Garden. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> New Year's <laughs> Eve night. I'll never forget that. New Year's Eve night, the countdown. And it was like, the, that's probably why I'm still doing music this day. This blew my oh, mind. A young club. A, a young me in New York City. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing y'all again and having the same experience. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's great. It's great oh, yeah. time. Very cool. Huh? Yeah. Very cool. That was a, the yeah. crazy. I think you said it was on yeah, the air. On TV. Yeah. yeah. That yeah, show was, was nuts. Drums then, though. You got to come see this dude playing I'm, keys. I'm, I will be For there. the show, he on keys this time around. I can't so. wait. Special shout out to our partners at the National Museum of African American Music. Nayman, thank you so much. Visit Music City. Visit and thank City. you, Tony, Tony, Tony. Go look at the bottom of the screen right now. The link for tickets, Ticketmaster, Live Nation, grab them. It's selling out everywhere. In your city. In your city. Thank you, Tony, Tony, Tony. Thank you, Nash. We sound crazy. We yes. out of here till next week, y'all. Peace. Peace. We sound crazy. crazy.